Hello, welcome, and would you look at this mess? I'm your host, Kate, and the purpose of this podcast is to trace, explore, and celebrate the unconventionality that lives within all of us. Hey, hi, welcome back. I almost didn't get this episode out this week. I'm telling you. Things are getting a little hectic, I gotta say. I am recording this in the kitchen very late at night, so it's probably gonna sound a little different than other episodes, but I'm at the point now where like those things just aren't really a major factor for me, not something I particularly care about. Um, Of course, if you do, then you can let me know. I don't know if I'll change my, my strategy at this point, but I'm always welcome to feedback. Anyway, so yeah, I almost didn't get this one out. It's been a hectic couple of weeks. I've started training at my second job and I got pretty intense into it this week and it's going to be intense in the next week. Actually, I think it's a three full weeks um, or not, not three full weeks of training, but like three full weeks where my plate is super full because I'm also working my full-time job and training with more shifts than I'll have when I actually start the job on my regular schedule. So anyway, it's a little bit hectic. So yeah, hence why the conditions are what they are for this episode coming out. Um, yeah, so, but I, I did, I really did want to talk about some stuff this week, which to be honest, you know, I've hit a little bit of a lull lately of like having inspiration of what to talk about, um, which is also surprising um or not it's surprising in the sense that I've been able to come up with so many episodes for so long without hitting that um creativity lull and you know I've considered what that tells me and all of the rest of it um sometimes it's just you know creativity is is a muscle and it's something that you have to keep working at and getting stronger um so anyway, this is this this has been the lull. But this last week, I've I've thought about a couple of different things that I'm like, you know, I think I want to share about these. So um, what I wanted to talk about this week is uh, the ongoing investigations into child burials. So of course, this is going to come with a um, content warning that there's going to be some sensitive things discussed today, but I'm mostly going to focus on like more political stuff, more social media activity stuff. So the mention of like the traumas and things like that will probably be fairly minimal, but you should know that we're going to talk about the the residential schools, uh, burials and things like that that have been going on before we get into it. So that's your warning. Um, so I want to lay out for you what happened and why I felt like I needed to talk about this. So I was on Instagram and I feel like a lot of things in my life stem from Instagram. I've thought about taking a break from the from the platform, but I'm like, but what would I do with myself? Where would my inspiration come from? I don't know. Anyway, so I'm on Instagram, and somebody shared um, a, like a thing on their story. I guess you'd say a meme, right? Like it wasn't a photo. It was it was a a, a layout. And um, so it was an orange background, and it just had text on top of it. And it said, 
now I'm paraphrasing, okay? It said um, the number of children, child burials that have been discovered at residential schools has now risen to like 5,000 something something, just in case anybody cares, right? And I was like, what? You know, I spend a lot of time working with people who are invested in this stuff. When did we get to that number and how did I miss it? Right? I had this immediate moment of like, I've, I'm that, I'm those people that they're talking to that like doesn't give a shit anymore and, you know, isn't keeping up with the news, which is also like, so those two things are mutually exclusively, mutually exclusive in my mind. You can care deeply about something and it's not going to be at the forefront of your mind. So let's just make that clear right from the beginning. I think this is a fallacy that people make and it's a guilt trip. It's that's all it is, is a guilt trip to say that just because something is not at the forefront of your mind at all times that you don't care about it. That's not true. But so then, but my immediate response was, oh man, I'm the people that they're saying in case you cared still, this is what's happening. And so I, I was like, oh, and I felt so ashamed and just like upset at myself. So then I clicked on it because it was, um, it was a share of somebody's post on Instagram. So it was clickable clicked on it and it was a swipe. So then I swipe over to the next slide and it outlined by location where all of these numbers were, where they were coming from. So there was the couple hundred from the Kamloops and um, the other schools that we kind of heard about uh, over the news cycle that, that, that was happening there. And then there was a few more, and there was uh, Carlisle, Pennsylvania was also included in it. And the reason I, I, I make this point is to say that to me, it felt it feels like a lot of this stuff is targeted specifically towards Canadians. There's I've seen very minimal, like super minimal. I can count on you know it's two two times I've seen um, discussions around residential school systems and that sort of thing in the states. Um, but Carlisle also happens to be the name of a town near where I grew up, and. So when the Carlisle, Pennsylvania stuff started coming out, there was a lot of confusion. And so people in our area have been assigning our Carlisle as being the one responsible for that Carlisle anyway. So Carlisle, Pennsylvania was included in the count. And again, the counts are primarily Canadian. So not that I'm like, this is a whole other topic that you could go into as well. But, you know, the fact that there's like these arbitrary borders and things like that, but But there is a distinction to be made between the Canadian residential system and the American equivalent system, okay? They were different things. They were run by different people, um, different policies, all of that. So there's differences there. And what I'm getting at here is that there's all these numbers laid out in locations. And then at the end, it said something, the the 3,000 some odd um, cases that are named in the TRC, and so, which means that, you know, the majority of the cases that they're referring to were pre-known, were already known cases, right? These are things that have been documented previously. And so I felt in that moment, like I'd been duped. It felt like it was misleading to a degree that I was uncomfortable with. Because the problem is, um, well, one of the problems is that 
uh, people are really sensitive about this stuff for good reason. And people are also really inclined to continue to, um, to invalidate the experiences and the voices of indigenous folks. So it, this kind of stuff gets to me in a different kind of way than being misled from other things, right? It's one thing to be be misled about like a sale that you thought was happening and you're like, oh, it's not what I thought it was. But this is really emotional stuff. And again, when you use that very guilt-tripping language of in case you still cared, you know, this flippant kind of like shaming people for, again, not having it at the forefront of their mind all the time, um, it just, it's it feels really icky. And so I also want to be clear that I'm also like not trying to tone police people because I know that that's a real thing and, and maybe I am. And so again, please reach out if you feel like I'm overstepping or like I am tone policing in some way, but that's not my goal here. My goal is to say that what I see happening, the net effect of those types of strategies, especially with cases like this, which are very emotional. Everyone is very, um, you know, upset about it. There's a lot of, of stuff going on around this. It does so much more harm than good in terms of people's support for your cause, for your campaign, for what it is that you're trying to stand up for. You are going to lose people when you do things like this. And so that bothers me because one thing that these cases really need right now is a lot of support and for people to continue to feel empathetic towards the situation, even though, again, they may not be thinking about it every minute. They might see another news cycle sort of pop up, maybe not as inflammatory, but just, you know, just still kind of, oh, that, oh yeah, that's right. That's happening too. And it's just like that reminder of, of, yes, this thing is going on, um, that I may not have thought about now for a little bit, but now I am, you know, like it's, it's cyclical. It's, um, there's peaks and valleys, you know, like it's not for very few people. It can, it can be, uh, continuously, um, thought about. And I understand also that this is like a chronic thing too, where people who, um, have the privilege to not think about these things at all times. Um, you know, it's hard to overcome that as a, as the person within the position of being privileged. So it's challenging and I get that, but, uh, with the way that the world works right now, it is unreasonable to expect that people are going to just be continuously for weeks on end thinking about this one thing. Um, there's so much other stuff going on, um, globally, regionally, and just, in individuals' lives. So I really take issue with employing this kind of strategy, which in my mind is, you just call it a gotcha, right? It made you look. (laughs) Um, It didn't have any real meaning or substance behind it at all, Um, but it certainly got you feeling something, feeling a certain type of way, uh, probably internally feeling shame and feeling like you you screwed up, Um, when in reality, uh, not much has changed honestly, not much has changed. I understand too, that people want to do this because it, it does sort of generate some kind of like keeping it in people's minds. But again, I think that the overall impact, at least from the, how I feel about it is that it just does more harm than good. It just turns more people off. They go, Oh, I didn't appreciate that because so many people will do that. So many people will, will see that number, that 5,000 something number, and they'll go, whoa, how is this not being reported on, etc.? 
and then they're going to click on it and they're going to, oh yeah, okay, I see what you did there, and and they may not be really happy with that because now you're you're evoking a deeply emotional response about something that ultimately is not what you make it seem like it is, right? You're make so because. I, went, I don't know, I didn't lay this out there, but the implication is that you've missed somehow four and a half thousand cases suddenly being discovered. And you're like, how did that happen? But you didn't. You only missed maybe 25 or 30. And <laughs> again, it's not to minimize those few, but people are over-sensationalizing it or the person who created this meme is over-sensationalizing it, which that in itself is what minimizes and makes you feel less um, empathetic about those 25 or 30 cases that you legitimately did miss, that you legitimately didn't realize had also been uncovered, right? Like it wouldn't, 25 or 30 wouldn't feel like nothing if you weren't throwing out the number (laughs) 5,000. I hope this is making sense. I'm not sure that it is, but... But yeah, you like you create in like a situation where what would have ordinarily been like an okay number seems entirely insignificant all of a sudden because now you have this astronomical number comparatively. But then you're brought back down to planet Earth where you're like, oh, in reality, actually the number is quite a bit lower in terms of like new uncover uh, discovery discovery i hate using the word discoveries i'm putting it in air quotations they're not discoveries they're confirmations of what was already known um and so yeah we're not going to hear about every single one that comes up because there are dozens going on right now and once that um initial story broke everything else does feel like a little bit less significant in comparison which again that's just the life cycle of news it's the life cycle of the human psyche it's just a symptom of everything else it's, there's nothing inherently wrong with it but when we start seeing those those you know uh half a dozen and then a dozen other institutions rolling out their numbers it just it doesn't hit the same way it's not as it's not as groundbreaking but it still feels like we could we could be looking at the numbers as being significant at the tens and twenties, but now we're being undercut by these memes that are making us feel deep shame for not knowing that we missed something, when in reality we didn't really miss much at all. And so, yeah, I just I really feel like this is something that we need to be conscious of and maybe not prescribe to sharing. I did see that meme come up several times after that. And it just kind of made me more and more mad because I kept thinking of the number of people who were seeing that meme and then going, oh, that's gross. I can't believe that they you know, made me feel this way about something for what they feel now is no reason. Um, and so then, then any support that they did feel is now evaporating or evaporated. Like it's just gone. And that's not what I want to see happen. What I want to see happen is, is a continued consciousness, uh, in a compassionate way about this issue. We, but it's, it's not going to happen overnight. People aren't going to all of a sudden give a shit about indigenous issues every day of their life. It's just not going to happen. So expectations need to be managed here. Um, there's just a whole bunch of different systems that are operating at the same time um, in terms of like the news and what gets exposure and what doesn't and all of that. And again, not that many places have 
added numbers to this because it's between three and four thousand of the numbers that they quoted in that um, meme were already documented. And so then there's a okay, there's two other things here that need to be mentioned. The number that was documented in the TRC, as far as I know, it's also unconfirmed. You know, these are just people reporting numbers that that they believe to be true. And so I think there's there's validity to to it. There's certainly validity to it. But where what I'm getting at, not that to say that these people are not telling the truth and that we shouldn't believe them, none of that. What I'm getting at is we don't know what kind of overlap there is between what some people have been re- have reported at the TRC already and what we're finding, um, preliminary findings anyway, at burial sites. You know what I mean? Like, there may be some cases where someone has reported something in the TRC and then they actually find that very burial. So then they're being counted twice when in reality it's only one. It, th- again, this is, this is nitpicky stuff. But I think we should talk about it. We should be open about it and be able to have a conversation around this very thing because it's through the attempts to mask those things and, again, sensationalize things more than they need to be that you lose goodwill and good faith in your effort um, because you're, you're trying to evoke, you're almost trying to manufacture a response from people or manufacture a dialogue that evokes that response that you're looking for, but then it makes people feel like they've been had when they realize that the, the reality is that, oh, you've double reported something uh, in order to... And so they may, they may assume that you've, you've done this maliciously. You may not have done it maliciously, but they're not going to be really pleased about that. So that was something that came through my mind at one point. Um, and the other thing I will reiterate, cause I feel like I've mentioned this before when I've talked about the TRC and the burials and stuff is that, um, none of the burials have been investigated beyond a ground penetrating radar, um, like walkover and GPR for all the great that it does, all the, all the great things that it does. Um, it has a lot of limitations and, um, so when we report on the numbers or when we see the numbers that are reported about, you know, burials that are, are found, um, we always have to keep in mind that like these numbers are super unstable. They're not concrete in any way and they're estimates, right? They're not like you, you can't, you can't pin it down. In some cases, we're never going to pin it down because the communities involved are not going to want to excavate or, you know, bring those uh, burials to the surface. So whatever, we will we'll own that. In some cases, we will be able to get a clearer sense of what's really there. And so then we might extrapolate a little bit from what those cases are to um, cases where they don't take those things out. And so you'll get a sense, right? But we're still so, so very early in this whole process, in the TRC itself, in the process of, of uncovering burials and locating them and all that like the process is in its infancy and so again we're going to go through these more longitudinal kind of peaks and valleys in what's reported what new things we've learned all of that because it doesn't make sense again when you think about the way the news cycle works 
to be continuously pumping out the breaking news type of news um, reporting about the same thing all the time. Like it just doesn't it doesn't exist in the in the social consciousness long enough. And so, from a strictly journalistic perspective, they're just not going to do that. But when enough new data is are collected and enough new stories are collected, then there will be another push through the media to talk about this again, and people will be reminded of it, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, I remember that." And so, I just, I don't know. I don't think there's any reason why we can't just accept that for what it is and capitalize on that, and continue to push the narrative but in ways that's actually going to move it forward and gain momentum and get more people to to believe in it when you go to these these you know meme meme gotcha things it just diminishes how much support the whole thing ends up garnering right and so when new new cycles do come out people are going to question it more. They're going to wonder, oh, what angle are people trying to play right now? Because, you know, six months ago, I got had by that meme on Instagram or wherever they see it. I'm sure it was on Facebook and other social media platforms. You know, they're going to, they're going to wonder more what angle is here. What can I believe and what can't I believe? And this is what, I can't remember if I talked about this or not before in the podcast, but this is something that I was really concerned about with how the media was reporting stuff. Because again, they're reporting what are in fact unstable estimates as concrete numbers. And I was concerned at that time about the possibility that people were going to get the wrong idea, that they were going to be like, oh, this is exactly what it is and very concrete in their thinking. And then when it became flexible when it suddenly was not quite what they thought it was going to be then they take pause in anything that they believe going forward um again because you have this element of racism and and other stereotypical things where like certain voices are just discounted more often and so people look for reasons not to believe other people uh, to believe that the story itself has been completely sensationalized rather than just aspects of it. Um, so this was a concern of mine in how the media was reporting it early on. And now this, I'm essentially just seeing what I thought was going to play out, playing out on social media, which, to be totally honest, for a lot of people, is a news source. So many people get their current events from social media and Instagram. So... It has a, a very similar effect um, when people see these things, and it comes from sometimes bigger social media accounts, and um, yeah, and so that that to me is a problem, and I think that we need to again think about this, think about how we're portraying the issue, and what good we're doing to support it or undercut it. Right, we're we're, we're doing one of two things. And, um, you know, we have to think about things like burnout and fatigue and things too. Like you cannot sustain energy towards one thing, especially something so traumatic and difficult and emotional, emotional, you just can't. Um, so people do need to have a break anyway. And we need to like be accepting of that, uh, that reprieve, um, of thinking about traumatic things at all times. Um, so anyway, 
these are just my my feelings on this as I try to process it. As I've always said, you know, my my feelings, my perspectives are constantly shifting and changing. So it doesn't mean I'm totally attached to this forever. Perhaps I've said some things that are really problematic, and I encourage you to tell me if that's true. Um, I don't ever want to think that like I know everything or that my ideas are fully developed because they rarely ever are. Um, and I'm always, always, always open to to the criticism, to new ideas and new ways of thinking. So if you have feelings about this, if you've seen this yourself and you have something you want to add or input or whatever, please feel free to reach out. I'm happy to, to just include something that you have to say in a later episode or if you want to have a little a little moment to speak your mind then yeah we'll just we'll get in touch okay anyway that's my whole thing that's my piece for today and um i appreciate you being here as always i know my voice is a little raspy because again it's late i'm tired and blah (laughs) um but yeah i just i really felt like i needed to like get that out and uh say my my speak my mind on it So thank you, as always, for being here. And I will include all of my contact information in the show notes, as always. And um, if you could offer a review or a rating, if you could share the Instagram content that I make that's associated with the episode, of course, providing that you liked it, um, tag me if you do, too, because I can't see that you share things unless I'm tagged in it or if we're friends and I see your stories then I sometimes see it but yeah if you do share it um just always throw a tag in there and then I know so anyway thank you 